We, we lift you up this morning, God. We, we cry out, Hosanna, save, we pray. We pray, Lord, that you would help more and more and more and more people, Lord, in this city, in this nation and in this world, Lord, to know your love. God, we are so blessed to know your love. Lord Jesus, we are so blessed to, to know of what you have given for us. Lord, I pray that you would help us not to take that for granted, Lord. That you would just stir us with an overwhelming joy, Lord. That, Lord, we could not contain the, the excitement and the joy of what you have done. That you said, it is finished. And, Lord, it is finished. The moment we give our lives to you, Lord, we are free. We are set free. We are brought into your heavenly kingdom. And, Lord, God, I just thank you for what you've done for us. Lord, let us not ever... Get complacent about what you have done for us. Lord, let us not be like Israel who acknowledged you one minute, the next minute wandered away and just did their own thing. But God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit that you have given us to lead us, to empower us, to give us boldness, to stand up and be counted as your followers, Lord. Lord, I pray you would help us to stand out. Let your love through us stand out. God, I pray that you would make us different. You would make us a light unto the world, Lord God, I pray. God, we thank you for your amazing love. Lord, let us never lose the wonder, the wonder of the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You may be seated. I almost felt like breaking out into the song there. May I never lose the wonder. So I don't know, I don't know well enough. Thank you, Jesus. God is so, 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 so good. <laughs> I think he's challenging me. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> good morning. It is so good to see you. It's great to have family and friends and, and visitors with us this morning. Thanks, guys. So good to have... Uh, we're so blessed to have musicians among us. I know some churches have great churches, but it's such a blessing to have musos in our church and that can bless us with music. Music's not everything, but it's such a blessing for so many of us. Some of you, I, I know some people don't like singing. That's okay, but uh, I hadn't planned to say that. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to move on. This morning, we're going to continue our series on what on earth am I here for? Asking the question, what on earth are we here for? Why has God placed us on this earth? What is this life all about? And it's Mother's Day. Maybe you're thinking, what on earth have you put me on earth for, Lord? What is the purpose of my life? Maybe you've got kids running everywhere and life is just crazy. Maybe you're a mum and your kids are left home and I'm thinking, what on earth am I here for now, Lord? Whatever phase of life you're in at this moment, that's the question we're asking this morning. We're looking at the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5 to 7. And last week we talked about what is genuine success. We talked about what is success that is genuine success in God's eyes. We talked about how genuine success begins when we realize our need for God. Because without Him, we cannot succeed. Without faith in Him, without trusting in Him and moving in what God has called us to, we cannot have genuine success in the eyes of God. God, I just pray this morning that You would inspire us, Lord, that You would excite us about the things that you have placed us on the earth to do, God, the things that you crafted us for, that just like someone who creates 
and, and works and, and, and builds some machine or some tool or something that it's made for a purpose. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be excited about the, the thing you have created us for, the way you have crafted us for a certain purpose, for a part in your body that no other person has been created to be. God, I pray you would help us to see the ways in which you want to use us, Lord, the ways in which you want to direct us and lead us. And Lord, there would be a joy and a peace and excitement about that, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. If that's your prayer, please say amen. Who's ever painted a house? Anyone ever painted a house? I've painted a house before. Who's ever sanded a house? Now, there's an even worse job. Now, who's ever started the day? Mums, maybe who's ever, or dads as well, maybe. Who's ever, or even if you're not married or with kids, who's ever started a day, you've looked at a pile of washing and you said, right, today, my goal, I'm going to deal with that pile of washing. And I'm going to wash it, I'm going to hang it up, it's going to dry, and before I go to bed tonight, so help me God, it's going to be put away and it's going to be dealt with. Anyone ever done that? I've done that. Once or twice. And, or maybe it's uh, your to-do list. You look at your to-do list and you start the day and you go, you write down your to-do list and you go, I am going to do this today. It's going to happen from number one to number 53. I'm going to get this done. And you get all excited and you think, yep, today, there's nothing on my schedule. I'm going to get this finished. And you're all excited whatever else it might be, and you work crazy hard. You're, you're going for it. You're doing everything you can. There's a few phone calls, a few distractions, there's a few kids' interruptions, and you, you work flat out until lunchtime, or maybe it's levensies or morning tea time or whatever it is, and you take a step back, and you, you get your cup of coffee, and you think, I have worked so hard, and you look at your list, you look at that pile of washing, you look at the house that you've been painting, and you think, oh my goodness. I have hardly made a dint. <laughs> and the discouragement comes on you and uh, you're just thinking, wow, there's no way I'm going to get through this. There's no way I'm going to get it done. And it can be a discouraging place to be in. Any, anyone have felt that discouragement? You get to the end of the day, you look at your to-do list and you're still on number three. And I think, wow. But this morning, am I still on or did I just get dropped a little bit? I was getting a bit excited. That's all right. Um, this morning, we're going to talk about what is the genuine impact that God wants us to have on this earth. If you've ever felt discouraged, if you've ever felt disheartened by thinking, I can never achieve this, I can never do this, I can never meet this expectation I have for myself or that someone else has for me, or if you know anyone who's ever felt discouraged or, or burdened by expectations or what they're trying to get and they feel like they're never going to get to, and this message is for you. If it's not for you personally today, it's for you to pass on to someone else and to, to encourage someone. And when you encourage someone, that means you bring courage for that person, doesn't it? If you encourage someone, you walk away and they're going, now I feel worse than I did before. You haven't really encouraged that person. God help us to be encouragers and not courage takers. Anyway. What is the genuine impact that God wants us to have? We're going to open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13. I encourage you to get your Bible out, read along. We're going to be reading from the New Living Translation this morning, but uh, open your Bibles 
And uh, I love looking at different translations and seeing how different versions uh, bring out the different nuances and, and different bits that you just read in a different way when you read it in a different translation. But Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13, and 13, we continue on from last week. So Jesus has gathered the disciples, they've gone up on the mountain and he's saying, blessed are the, blessed are the merciful, blessed are the meek, not the weak, the, the powerful under control, the meek, blessed are the righteous, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are these people. And then he goes on in chapter 5, verse 13. He says, You are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Now, Jesus has been saying, blessed are the merciful, blessed are the meek, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, blessed are the peacemaker, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. And Jesus is not saying, be, be more like this and you'll be blessed. He's not saying, you've got to try harder to be, to be merciful. You've got to try harder to be a peacemaker. He's not saying, you've got to just try harder and harder and harder. Jesus is talking to the, the disciples and saying, you are blessed when you understand God's mercy. When you realize that you are weak, that you, you, you need God. You are blessed when you understand these things. And he's saying, if you've understood who God is, if you've come to Him, if you've acknowledged your sinfulness and that Jesus has paid the penalty for our sin, I mean, He didn't say it in this context because He hasn't yet died, but we know But by faith we are made righteous. And He's saying, don't just try and be like this, but if you know Christ, if you have faith in Him, you are a new creation in Christ. You are a new creation in Christ. You're a, you're a new person. It's one of the, the key teachings of the CRC, the, the new creation message. The, the old is gone, the new has come. It comes from Galatians chapter 2. We'll just read it. Verse 16, We know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. We can't obey all the law. And we have been believed in Christ Jesus so that we may be made right with God because of our faith in Christ, not because we have obeyed the law. For no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. Verse 19, For when we tried to keep the law, it condemned me. So I, tried, so I died to the law. I stopped trying to meet all its requirements so that I might live for God. We know that we cannot meet God's standard. We cannot be holy as God is holy. But when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, He sees us as righteous. Our sin is dealt with. It is washed away. It is gone. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It is no longer I that lives, it's Christ that lives in me. We, 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 with baptism, we bury the old self. We say, it is dead. I am born again. It's not a physical birth. It's a spiritual reality that we are new creations in Christ. If you know Jesus as your Savior, you are a new creation in Christ. And Jesus is saying, you are blessed if you know Christ, if you, if you trust in God. 
Oops, the last verse. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless, for if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. It is not by works, it is by faith in Jesus Christ. It's by His grace alone that we are saved. He's saying, you are the salt of the earth. If you are a new creation in Christ, you are the salt of the earth. You might not realize it, you might not understand it, but you are the salt of the earth. If you know Jesus as your Savior, you might not have understood it, you might not have realized it, but you are the salt of the earth. Jesus is telling them, you didn't know it now, you didn't know it before, you know it now. You're the salt of the earth. Turn to the neighbor beside you, the person beside you and say, you are the salt of the earth if you know Jesus. You are the salt of the earth. What does he mean by that? Great, we're all salty. Fantastic. What does he mean by that? What does salt do? I mean, we don't use salt quite like we, they did back then. Jesus is talking about salt. Salt preserves. We went hiking recently and I tried beef jerky for the first time and the last. Um, salt preserves. It helps keep things from going off. Salt enhances flavour. I had some chips yesterday that weren't deep fried and I'm thinking, these are going to be weird. But they had salt on them still and they tasted fantastic. In fact, I think they were better than deep fried chips. It's like, it wasn't, it's not the frying that makes them good. It's the salt. <laughs> and you know, salt has healing properties. If you, if you go to the dentist and have a little operation or something done, what do they tell you to do when you go home? Wash your mouth with salt. You go to the beach, you have a cut. It stings. But you go, this is good sting. This is good hurt. Because it's helping the healing process. And Jesus is saying, you are the salt of the earth. You are called to be, a, to be salt to this earth. You are going to be ones that preserve. You're going to be ones that help people from decaying. You are going to be ones that help people from dis going into destruction and decay. You're going to be ones that help enhance flavor. You're going to bring life where there is death. You're going to bring joy where there's, there's sorrow. You're going to bring hope where there's no hope. You're going to enhance flavor on the earth. And you're going to be ones that bring healing to the earth. The greatest healing anyone could ever know is to know that their sin has been dealt with and they are set free. They are a new creation in Christ. You are the salt of the earth. You might not have realized it, but you are. It doesn't change the fact you are the salt of the earth. Then he says this, but what good is it if salt loses its saltiness? You can hardly call it salt if it's not salty. Where do you get salt from? Aisle seven of Woolies? Oh. Someone can probably say, yell out, no, it's actually in aisle three, Andrew. I would not have a clue. <laughs> or maybe it's Coles or IGA, wherever you get your salt. But where did Jesus and the disciples, where did they get salt from? It was the Dead Sea. Most of the people at that time got their sea, their sea from the dead salt. No, they got their salt from the Dead Sea. And it probably depended on where you got your salt from as to how good your salt was. Because the salt in the Dead Sea hadn't been uh, processed, it hadn't been chemically treated like our salt probably is, it hadn't been washed and, and done whatever they do to our salt that contaminates it, I'm not sure. But their salt, they go to the, the, the Dead Sea, they, they, they gather the, the salt, they take it home, and I imagine sometimes they're like, hmm, this is good salt, this is good chips. And other times they put it on their chips and they go, hmm, this ain't so good salt, it's lost its saltiness, it's actually just dirt, sand, it's a bit crunchy. Jesus is saying, what good is salt if it's lost its saltiness? If it's impure, if it's been blended with impurities, it's no good as salt. 
What's Jesus saying? He's saying, you are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it gets contaminated, if it gets diluted with impurities? It loses its saltiness. It's worthless. And he says it gets thrown out and trampled by men. It's no good for preserving. It's no good for enhancing flavor. It's no good for bringing healing. It might still be salt, but it is worthless. You might have heard it said that uh, someone can be too heavenly minded to be any earthly good. But if we're too earthly minded, we're no heavenly good. I think that's probably a lot truer statement than the first one. Jesus is saying, you know God's mercy. You know his love. Show his mercy. Show his love. You know his forgiveness. You know his grace. Show his grace. Show his forgiveness. Jesus is saying, be different. Be that new creation. Be the salt of the earth. Don't go back to the way you used to be. Your friends might all swear, they might all gossip, they might lie, they might criticize, but you be different. Don't just be like everyone around you. You are the salt of the earth. Don't get contaminated. Don't just become like everyone else. Be different. He says your friends might all go and get drunk every time they go to a party, but you be different. Don't be drunk with wine. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with His love and His self-control. His mercy, His grace. You are the salt of the earth. If we're contaminated, if we're so blended with the world, we have no genuine impact in God's eyes. And He says, you'll be thrown out, you'll be trampled by men. I think about what He said last week where we looked at How blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness. But if we're persecuted, if we've lost our saltiness, if we just behave like anyone else in the world, we will be persecuted for our hypocrisy. And it won't be blessed. We'll be mocked, we'll be trampled by men, we'll be laughed at because we talk about this God who loves us. We'll, be t- we'll talk about all these wonderful things that God does for us. But we're not being salty as He is salty. Let's be the salt of the earth. Jesus goes on and He says, You are the light of the world. Does He say you can be? Does He say you might be, you should be? He says, No, you are the light of the earth, of the world. In other places, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. But Jesus here doesn't say, I am the light of the world. He says, you are the light of the world. And I think he's, he's talking to the, the disciples and he's thinking, I just wish you could get what's going to happen. I just wish you could understand what this means. You are the light of the world. You know, I'm about to go and die on the cross for sin, for sin, for all humanity. I'm going to die, I'm going to be buried, and then three days later, I'm going to rise from the dead. And the same power that raises me from the dead is going to be sent, it's going to come, it's going to live inside of you. It's going to empower you, it's going to fill you with boldness and courage. And you're going to be my light. You're going to be the light of the world. You're going to be for God's glory. And I think Jesus is going, guys, you've just got to get this. You've got to understand, you are the light of the world. 
I'm going away, but I'm sending the one who can empower you to be the light to those around you, those in your world, those in your community. You are the light of the world. I'm going to make you stand out. He says someone who lights a lamp doesn't hide it under a basket, they put it up on a stand. Jesus is saying, I'm going to lift you up. I'm going, to, I'm going to put you in positions that you can minister to the people that I have appointed for you. I'm going to put you in a place where you have an opportunity to shine into the darkness of someone else's life. I'm going to make you different. I'm going to make you stand out. I'm going to give you opportunity to be different, to show my love, to show mercy, to show grace, to show forgiveness. I'm not going to hide you. I'm not going to tuck you away in some little corner just to shine in under a basket. But I want you to stand and I want you to shine. I want you to bring light to everyone in the path that I put in your path. So the question is, who, who has the basket? If Jesus is talking about no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket, he doesn't put it under a basket. Who has the basket? We make the baskets. We have the baskets. We hide our lights at times. When we're afraid of what people think of us, when we are worried about what people's perspectives or understanding or what their thoughts about us might be, when we stand up and, and be different, we hide our light. When we have fear of other people over our fear of God, over a love for God, we hide our light. When we doubt what God has done in us, that we are new creations in Christ, when we forget, when we stumble and fall a little bit and we think, oh, I'm not worthy to be, God, to be God's child. I'm not worthy to be His light. And we hide our light. We say, I'm not, I'm not good enough to be a representative for God. I'll just, I'll just trust in Him and I'll just sort of survive till heaven. We, we cover our light. And yet Paul says, I'm going to boast about my weaknesses to say how amazing is God that even though I've done these terrible things, God still loves me. Jesus still died for me. Let's boast about our weaknesses. Let's say, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I, I know God loves me. Jesus died for me. And I, I'm trying to live for him. But, you know, I'm sorry. I, I, I just don't do that all the time. I, I I'm, I'm aiming at it, but I'm sorry. Let's, let's boast about God's love, that even though we stumble, we fall. He doesn't rule us out. You are still the light of the world. You might have been through absolute hell on earth, and yet you are still the light of the world. If you know Jesus is your Savior, you are the light of the world. You might get distracted. You might get your eyes on other things and we cover our light. We go after these things and that thing and this thing and that thing and we get distracted and we cover our light. We let selfishness creep back in. That old nature just wants to rise up and we, we get selfish. We, we do other things and we hide our light. And yet Jesus says, you are still the light of the world. Please, Please, will you come to me? Will you trust in me? Will you, will you remember my love for you and be the light that I've created you to be? I love you. We struggle. It's just three things. Let's remind ourselves of who he is. 
that he is creator God. He is God who loves us. That he is the one who sent Jesus to die for us. He is the saviour. He is the one who gave his life for you and I. Before we ever thought of him, Christ died for us. Let's remind ourselves day by day by day of who he is. He is not a, a, a cruel, harsh judge. He is a loving, gracious and compassionate, compassionate God. Let's remind ourselves day by day by day of who he is. I can forget in an hour. I need to remind myself every hour of who he is. Let's remind ourselves day by day, moment by moment. It's so important to come together and remind ourselves. Join a life group. Come to church on Sundays. Do whatever you can. Listen to podcasts when you drive the car. Read your Bible. Pray. Meet with someone for coffee. Encourage each other. Remind ourselves of who he is and of what he has done. Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. It is done. It is signed. It is sealed. It is delivered. Just accept it. Receive it. It's not anything that you do that earns God's forgiveness. It is what Jesus has done for us. We might have failed this morning. We might have done that yesterday. But it's what He has done that sets us free, that makes us His child, that makes us His light. And He has called us to shine for His glory. Let's remind ourselves day by day of who we are. We are new creations in Christ. The old is gone. It is buried. If you've been baptized, you can point back to your baptism and say, no, I declared it publicly that my faith is in Jesus. My old life is gone. It is dead. I am his child. I've been bought with a price and Jesus' death on the cross was not in vain. He died for my sins so that I could be set free. And just let God stir you with praise. When you're reminded of your sinfulness, just thank God that it just reminds you of God's graciousness and his love. If the enemy tries to accuse you, you can just say, wow, God, your grace is so amazing that you covered that too. You've covered that too. And I would encourage you to remind those people around you of not who they think they are, but who God says they are. Maybe you need to write down some verses and stick them up on the wall at home and remind yourself of who you are in Christ. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20, I just want to read to you. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. If Jesus has called you his light, if he has said you are the light of the world, if he has given, been given all authority in heaven and on earth, if he has called you to do it, do you not think he will also empower you to be that person he's created you to be? All in authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. He is the God who made the universe. He is the God who loves you. He's the, the same one who died on the cross for your, for your sin. All authority is His, and He's called you to be a light, and He will empower you to be a light. He says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go and make disciples. He says, Don't wait. He doesn't say just go and... Hope they might look at you and see something different. Go and make disciples. Go and teach, some translations say. Every follower of Christ has been called to go and make followers of Christ. Go and make disciples. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You might be scared out of your wits at telling someone that you've given your life to Jesus, that you know Jesus is your saviour, that you trust in God and you believe in the Bible. 
but Jesus has sent his spirit to be with you. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else excited by that? I would be shivering in my boots right now if I didn't believe God had put his Holy Spirit within me to speak to you and, and, and share the word of God with people. All authority is his. He has called us to make disciples and he will be with you always. Not just while you're being good. Not just while you've done a good job. He will be with you always. Thank you, Jesus. We're asking the question, what on earth am I here for? We're here to have a genuine impact. It's not just to leave a great inheritance for our kids. It's not just to have a great time. It's not just to get that load of washing done. It's not even to have a tidy home. It's here to have a, a genuine impact. And a genuine impact in the eyes of God begins when we listen to His Holy Spirit, when we listen to His Word, when we, when we listen to what He has done for us, when we remind ourselves of what He's done for us, and that we let His light shine out from us, that we let Him do His work through us and in us, that people around us might see His love and His light and come to know the hope that we have in Him. That's the genuine impact that God has called for you. It doesn't matter how wide, how big, how amazing, how wonderful. We've just called to be faithful to that thing that God is calling you to be. It might be one person in your entire lifetime that God has appointed that you would be there to, to explain what Jesus has done. It might be one person. And God is just calling you to be faithful, to follow him, to follow his leading, to follow his prompting. And that one person might respond. And if it's one, praise be to God. Let's just be faithful in whatever it is that God calls us to be and to do. I'm going to ask the band to come. Let's allow God to lead us, to remind us, to stir us, and to help us be who he's created us to be. God created you with a purpose. God created you with... purpose and a passion to see you know your purpose and to, to live in his ways are the joys of those who look to him are the joys of those who follow him it's not about what results come from it it's just about being faithful to his call and this morning just as we finish i just want to ask if this morning we can just close our eyes for a moment and this morning if you aren't at that place of knowing that Jesus died for your sin, if you've never asked God to forgive you for all that stuff you've done in your life, all those, what the Bible calls sins in your life, all those times when you've ignored his love, today you can say, God, I'm sorry for all that stuff, all those times I've just completely ignored you. God, please forgive me. Thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for my sin. The Bible says anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And today you can know the love of God. You can accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You can thank Him for what He's done and you can receive that gift of eternal life. It's a, it's a, a lifetime decision, but you can begin that journey today. And this morning, if that's you, you just want to say, yes, that's me, I I want that God. Just talk to Him. God hears your thoughts even before you think them. Just 
You can just say it in your mind, thank you, Jesus, that you died for me. Thank you, God, that even though all those things I've done, that you will forgive me. Maybe you're hearing for the first time that you can be forgiven. It doesn't matter what you've done, but just by faith in Jesus that you can be forgiven and, and become a part of his heavenly family. I just want to say thank you, God, for that. Help me to understand it, God. Help me to discover more about what you've done for me. Or maybe this morning you've, you've known Jesus for a long time. You, you've, you've known that you are the salt of the earth. You've known that you've been called to be the light of the world. But there's been so many times, so many things has come knocking at your door that you've, you've let other things contaminate your life. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's discouragement. And you just feel like you've hidden away your light. God, right now, I want to say, God, I'm sorry. God, I'm sorry for those moments where I've shrunk back, where I haven't stepped forward, where I've hidden my light. And God, we thank you that you do not hold, us against, hold it against us. God, we just pray that you would stir us, that God, you would remind us hour by hour, minute by minute of who you are, of what you've done, of who you say we are. And Holy Spirit, we pray that you would help us, that you would fill us with yourself. Fill us with your spirit, that Lord, you would use us for your glory. That Lord, even this week, we might have opportunities to step forward and say, I will be different because I want to be your light. God, I thank you that you do not condemn us, that you do not accuse us. God, I just thank you for your peace to come upon everyone this morning. Every person to know your peace. Lord, our sin has been dealt with. We're new creations in Christ. And Lord, just fill us with your love for this world. Lord, fill us with your love for this world. Lord, we pray that they might come to see who you are. We pray that we might have opportunity to tell them who you are. And Lord, we thank you for the privilege it is to be called to go and make disciples in your name. Thank you, Jesus. This morning, if you're one of the people who you really feel like that's you this morning and you want to respond to that, if you want us to pray with you, we'd love you to come forward and we can pray with you. Maybe you've made that decision this morning to say, yeah, I want to live for Jesus. I want to surrender my life to Him. We'd love to give you some things to help you in that journey. Maybe you don't have a Bible. We'd love to give you a Bible. I'm sure there's some in the cupboard still. I haven't checked, but I'm sure there is. <laughs> Someone's giving me thumbs up. Let's stand this morning. Our God is an amazing God. We're going to stand and we're going to finish with this song. How does it start, Sam? All I have because of Jesus, all this promise won for me. It's all because of Him. It's nothing that we have done. It's all because of Him. You might not feel like the best mum in the world, but you have, if you know Jesus, you have it all in Him. Let's stand. Let's declare it. Let's thank Him for what He's done for us.